Hey, Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. You know, over the last few uh, weeks, we've been talking about this idea of champions, and we, we kind of kind of hit me talking about the champions that are going to be made or the champions actually that are going to be revealed. Because you see, a champion is not made on the battlefield. A champion is made in the ranks. A champion is made when the sun is down and no one else is up. A champion is made when they decide to put themselves in a position to be a champion. I want to remind you over the last couple of weeks what we've said about a champion. That word champion in the, in the Bible literally means just somebody who will step up and step out from among them. And that's what a champion is. And, and as we saw the Olympics come up and, and begin to go, and now they are in full force, we've seen the gold medals won. We've seen the dreams um, realized. We've seen uh, the, the sadness of, of defeat and we've seen the euphoria of victory. All of these things have been happening, but the reality is, is the champions that are being made in the different individual sports and the different um, arenas, they weren't made in that moment of time. They were just simply being revealed in that time. And the Bible is very clear about the children of God. We're champions. You're a champion. I'm a champion. If you're a child of the Most High God, we are champions today. So I wanted you to say it and mean it and believe it today as we, as we say the believer's proclamation of what God has for each one of us. So say it like you mean it today. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Amen. Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I believe it for you too. Just give them a high five and let them know. Maybe you are online and maybe you're you're just there in your living room by yourself. Uh, maybe you're in a hotel room or maybe on your phone at your place of work and you're just watching this at a break or whatever the case might be. Why don't you just message somebody, text them and say, and I'm believing it for you too. Put the big, the praise hands or the high five hands up in your emojis and just let them know I'm believing it for you too and share this post with everyone. Well, you know, what is really incredible about this idea of being a champion is like last week we talked about the idea of winners and losers, that sometimes as, as champions, we might lose the battle, but we're going to win the war. We might find ourselves in the idea that, we, that, that we're, we're not having that winning day or that victorious spirit, but a champion will understand this one thing. And that is, I might be losing right now, but ultimately I will win because I know my future. And as we have just stated, my future is out of this world. And I, I want you to know something. Not only is your future out of this world, but there's something else I want to talk to you about. So I want to talk to you about the idea of the favor that you have. You see, champions walk in the favor 
of God. We say it like we just did every Sunday. Maybe you are part of, of being a child of God and you say it every morning when you wake up. In fact, we have a believers, uh, uh, a, you, a child of God challenge that we invite everyone to be a part of. And it's, an, it's a 90 day challenge to where you memorize the believers proclamation. You memorize the scriptures that are part of each one. And you go through the study modules and, and really get, a, get that deep down in your heart. And you can be a part of that if you if you want to. And part of that, that we say and we memorize and we understand as we say, today I have favor from the King of Kings. And can I just say that champions have favor. Have you ever looked at somebody and it seems like every single thing they touch, every single thing that they are a part of, it turns to gold. Or it's like, it, my dad used to always say this, that guy is so, is so favored that he could, he could drop into a sewer and come out smelling like a rose. You know, I think that sometimes we think that people, there are certain people that just have that favor on them. They just have that touch on them. And it used to be, in fact, there is a car company out there, called a rental car called the Midas. And, and it used to be they mean the Midas touch, meaning that there is just somebody that whatever they touch turns to gold. Whatever happens to them, they will come out being okay and right. And yet, I believe that there is a Midas touch in each one of us. I believe that there is this idea that each one of us could be dropped in a sewer and come and smelling out and smelling like a rose. I do believe that there is that favor that each one of us can have. But how do we get that favor? What happens in that? Well, in Psalm 19 and 5, how many of your Bibles say yes? If you don't, say oops. But get your Bible out. And can I just share with you that if you need a Bible, you don't have one, and you're on a, you have a phone or anything, just type Bible in there, and you'll be connected and linked right to a Bible app that you can download. Maybe you're not very technical. That's okay. Somebody right around you, or you can message us, and we can walk with you step by step through downloading a Bible onto your phone, onto your computer. If you would like a Bible, say, send me a Bible, and we'll get a Bible right out to you. If you like the, you know, the, the brick and mortar or the paper version, we'll get you a Bible, making sure that you have one. But I want you to turn with me, and if you would, to Psalm, this 19th Psalm in verse number 5. And it says there, the second part of that, like a champion rejoicing to run his race. And I think to that point, there is a mindset of champions not simply just a mindset that says, I might lose today, but I'm ultimately going to win. But there's another kind of mindset, and that is I'm going to position myself to win. I'm going to position myself that wherever, whatever I touch turns to gold. I'm going to position myself. You see, there is an important understanding about champions. And a champion mindset says, I know there are certain things that I need to do in order to position myself to win. That statement that we say in our believer's proclamation, I have favor from the king of kings, that means that there is a place that we can stand, there is a moment of time and a position that we can be in that an open heaven can come over us, that we step under or into an open of heaven that it comes right down upon us. You see, there is true favor from the king of kings. There is true favor you know, when my children were younger and I would walk with them through different things, they carried my name. 
And my, and my daughters, when they got married, they took on the name of their husband. It's somewhat like what happens when we come into relationship with Jesus Christ. We become a child of God and we take on his name. When we come in, we're, called, we're known as the bride of Christ. And we are given a new name. We're given a name that represents whose we are. And I want you to understand something. That, that name brings favor. That name brings an open heaven. That name begins to show giftedness and charisma and talent. But can I tell you, your giftedness and your talent, those things that you were born with, maybe you're a very charismatic person and people will look at you and they talk about it saying, oh man, when he walks in the room, he just fills the room with his presence. Or maybe you might be somebody that's very quiet and reserved. But they say when she walks into the room, when he walks into the room, you just know everything is going to be okay, even though he's not somebody that fills a room. Even though she's somebody that might sit off in the corner, you just know if she's present, it's going to be all right because they have such wisdom about them. You see, that's the giftedness. Those are the things that, that, that God has given each one of us that makes us unique as a creation, as his child. But when it comes down to certain things of that, there becomes a moment in time where we need his favor. In other words, that favor is something that happens that is beyond just our giftedness. There is a favor, meaning a stamp of approval. When my children were walking within the boundaries of our home and they were in, my daughters were under our covering. And when my son was walking in our home and taking and seeing, just being a part of the Jay Calloway house, there was times where he was walking in my favor. He was walking in my wife's favor. And then there would be times when they were walking outside and just doing their own thing or maybe a little bit of rebellion or some frustration came in and they weren't walking along within the boundaries of what we said that this is our home. And he would walk outside of that. And all of a sudden there would be say, I would say, son, you can't do that. Brittany, uh, Tori, you can't walk out. In fact, you're not able to go do what you want to do anymore. You're grounded. They lost favor. You see, had his gifting changed? Had her position as a daughter changed? Not at all. They were still my kids. They were still, he was still my son. Did they carry my name? You bet they carried my name. They still had all the rights and the privileges and everything else that my name, whatever that might be, carried. But the reality is, is they didn't walk at with the favor. And I believe a lot of times what happens is, is we can walk as a child of God outside the favor of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We must position ourselves in that. You see, there's a man that walked in incredible, incredible favor. It was as if he could just show up in a room and the, the, it was like the angels began singing. The rays of sun from heaven's throne began just shining around him. He began to have a halo around him and everybody looks and go like, I don't know what it is about him, but there is something different that you just need to get whatever he has, let it rub off. And it was the favor of God. His name's Joseph. We know him from, from the great Broadway musical, uh, the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the story of Joseph. We know him from Veggie Tales and the, and, and the story of Joseph and the, and the coat of many colors. We understood that he was, he was literally his father's 
favorite. Now I know that we're not supposed to have favorites with our children, but the Bible says that Joseph was his father's favorite. And what happened with Joseph is he began to have dreams. He began to have these areas of, of life that he was going to do something great in, just like you have. You have dreams. You have goals. You have moments of time where you're going, I'm going to make a difference. When I lay this body down, they're going to talk about me. There's going to be men or women that were going to come along and visit my grave, and they're going to say, because he lived, I'm living more abundantly. And that's what God wants for our lives. He wants us to go down in the history books as history makers, difference makers. He wants us to walk in his favor that we, when we come back, when we lay our bodies down, when we lay this life down and go to be with him, as we talked about just a moment ago, at the end of our age, at the end of this moment in time, and we go to our eternal reward in heaven, he says, I want you to be known as somebody that everything you touched turned to gold. Everything that you took a part of, you got to the gold medal round. But how does that happen? How do we position ourselves under the open heaven and not the, as one, as one pastor scripture says, that, that the, heavens, the heavens turned to brass and nothing was getting through. It's as if we're sitting there waiting for the rain, the early or the latter. We don't even care what kind of rain. We just need some rain from heaven to quench our dry souls and to open up and quench our parched mouths. And we're sitting back there going, what does it take? Well, it takes some place of moving into a mindset of position. The favor of God, the favor of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords must be a place of position. We are his children. Nothing's going to change that. We walk as a child of God. Nothing's going to change that. But the question today is this, have you positioned yourself in such a way to receive the favor from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The first thing we understand with Joseph is what happened is Joseph began to realize he was going to have this favor and be, be, he, began to real, he began to get that favor. He began to have dreams and he began to share those dreams with his family and it really upset them and jealousy and, and, and difficulty began to come in. Strife began to come in. The brothers were fighting and, and things of that nature. And I'm sure that there's been times in your family that strife and difficulty and, and maybe divorce, maybe a breakdown of brother relationships has come in. Whether it's your, it's your doing or it, there's no way that you had anything to do with it. It just happened. How you handle those times are crucial. And Joseph found himself in the bottom of the pit. And then he found himself in a palace. And then he found himself in prison. And before long, he found himself as, the, as the, uh, the, the, the captain of the entire nation. He was the ruler of the entire nation, save Pharaoh. And can I just say to you this, in all, every single time, Joseph had three areas that he made sure was, uh, was resident in his life. And the first one was is that he kept his purity. You see, Joseph had moments of time where he had the, he had the opportunity to violate the purity of his heart. 
And each time that we walk through that moment and we are trying to position ourselves into the place of favor from the King of Kings, we have the opportunity to cut corners. We have the opportunity to maybe just do it a little bit, you know, get the shortcut. Joseph found himself in Potiphar's house. After he'd been sold out of the pit, he finds himself in a palace, but in the palace as a slave. You might find yourself in the place that you want to be. You might find yourself in the greatest, in, in a great job or a great position. You're in this place. You said, man, I was in a pit. Now I'm in a palace. But you are still operating from the level of a slave. And that's where Joseph was at. Joseph had the opportunity thinking, hey, if I get, get in good with someone here that has a lot of influence, I can, I can elevate my stature. And he got in good with one of the influencers, Potiphar's wife. But Potiphar's wife wanted a little bit more from Joseph than Joseph's purity would allow him to give. And the question I have for you today is this. Are you in some relationships or situations that they want a little bit more than your purity is allowed to give? Are you trying to get into a position of favor in your, or, or, in your career, in your family? A position of favor in some places where, where the rea- the, what happens is, is you have an opportunity to get there and that opportunity is a shortcut. It's going to violate your purity. It's going to violate the boundaries and the guardrails and the limits that God has set in your life. Don't take that bait. Just like Joseph, as he was in that room, as he was in that home, as he was in that house, part of his responsibility as the captain of all slaves, as the captain of the house, he was raising up. But he still did not have the authority to go sleep with Potiphar's wife. He did not have it. It wasn't his wife. It wasn't his, his, his relationship. It wasn't any of that. And at that moment, when Potiphar's wife says, I want you, and this is a way that you can get the position you want, He had a choice to make. Do I err on the side of purity or do I go to the poison of shortcuts? And what God says there is that Joseph was able to keep his favor of God intact because he ran out of that house. He ran away as as fast as he could. Was he was he in evil being in that home? No. Was he was he walking in a place of of compromise by being in that home? No. It was part of his position. It was part of his thing. But what happened was is that he started seeing the appearance of evil. He started seeing the appearance of impropriety. He started seeing the appearance of walking into a place that he shouldn't be. And he ran as fast as he could. And what happened is he got accused. There's two passages of scripture that I'm reminded of that I think that would be so good for us to remember. The first one is simply this, is that he is, that, that you should shun even the appearance of evil, the Bible says. That you should run away as fast as you possibly can. But the second one says there that as leaders in the kingdom, and that's what Joseph was beginning to be. He was a leader. He was one with influence. He was one that people were looking at. And can I tell you, you need to be a leader. Oh, someone that's going to lead with diligence, that somebody's going to lead and not give up. But it says there in the word of God that if we're going to be leaders in the house of God, if we're going to be leaders in our family, in our community, then we need to stay above reproach. 
And that word reproach does not mean we stay above accusation. Sometimes there's nothing we can do about that. Jesus was accused of being a friend of sinners. He was accused of having relationships with prostitutes. He was accused of hanging out with drunkards and and pimps and going into houses that he should not be going into. He was accused of all of that. Some of it was true, but when they got all the way down to it, he had kept his purity such above reproach that even when the accusations came, he realized that they realized there was nothing there that they could hold on to. Joseph kept his purity above reproach. Simply when the accusations came, even though he got thrown into prison with it, he was exonerated at a later date. And can I tell you, you need to keep your purity above reproach. Even though they accuse you of lying, of stealing, of of adultery, they might accuse you of being the kind of person that there is nothing you are at all. Can I tell you, my wife has has a pet peeve beyond measure, and that is being accused of something that she's not guilty of. She says there, it just, it's like chalk, fingers on a chalkboard. It just drives her uh, amazingly crazy, but she realizes, we've even had conversations about this. She realizes that that's part of the temptation that God had, that, that's put in by the enemy, is that because there's this feeling like, okay, if you're going to accuse me of it, then so fine, I'll be it. But we can't do that. And the enemy would love to trip you up, even by your accusations. He would love to trip you up, but follow the guide, follow the leadership of Joseph in understanding how we position ourselves under favor is simply by keeping our purity intact. The favor of God cannot be mixed with anything else. It cannot be mixed with impropriety. It cannot be mixed with lies. It cannot be mixed with strange fire. The the purity of our heart must stay that way. There's a term many years ago that was used to show that there was something pure. If you had a garment or if you had something and they would say it's all wool and a yard wide, meaning it was pure fabric and full measure. And could it be said of each one of us as we position ourselves under that open heaven of favor that we're all wool, we are full, we are pure fabric. There's no mix in us. We are completely full and we're full measure. What you see is what you get. If, you, if we're saying we're giving you a yard, you're getting a yard. It's not like a two by four, that it's not two inches by four inches. It's like, what is it? It's, it's like one, uh, three and a third inches by one, one and, a, and two, three th- fourths inches. What Whatever it might be, it's not completely that way. And God is saying, if you want my favor, if you want to walk with my favor and my stamp of approval, I want you to be all wool in a yard wide. I want you to be full fabric. I want you to be all that I've said. I want you to put on that garment of praise. Don't have your garment of praise on the outside with, with, with lying and cheating and gossip and everything on the inside. That the closer people get to you and say, like, you know what? He's not really a, a person of praise. He's a little kind of a person of poison. He's saying there, I want you to work. I want you to have purity of heart. And just like Joseph, you get in the middle of something that even appears to be evil. Run, run, run. Get away from it. Get into the place where relationships can keep you above reproach. The second thing that that we see about Joseph is simply this, is that he understood that he was gifted. He understood that there was giftings there that were, but the gifting wasn't enough. 
The talent wasn't enough. The charisma wasn't enough. Can I tell you, I always say this, your talent, your gifts, and your charisma will always get you into the room, but it will not keep you in the room. You have to work on your talents. You have to work on your giftings. You might be a gifted administrator, but can I tell you, the way that we administrated things 10, 15, 20 years ago was completely different than it is now. And you need to keep that gifting current, relevant, work on it, study it, take time. You see, because the Bible says that that in the parable of the talents, that the father came down, the landowner had, and the workers came in and he gave each one talents. He gave one, five, one, two and one one and the one that put it to use the one that went in and said he invested it and put it to use doubled from five to ten the other one that put it to use went from two to four and the other one that had just one he hid it he sat on it and did nothing with it and lost it can i tell you there is a immutable way of understanding what god has said to each one of us I'm going to give you some things, and if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. Many, many years ago when my papa was alive, he was a young man, and he went through a season of, uh, of mental illness. He, was, he struggled and went through a complete nervous breakdown, lost his speech. He, he lost the, the use of his arms. They, he could not control them, and they would have to strap it down. And that one arm, they literally tied, and for the longest time, they tied it to his body. And when he couldn't use that until he got better, when they unstrapped it, he tried to use it and he had lost all movement. They literally had to train him how to use his arm completely again. In other words, he had this appendage and when they tied it to his, to his, uh, to his body and was not able to use it, he lost the use of it. And in the same way, you might be the most gifted person in the room. You might be the most talented person. As I shared before, you might have the charisma that draws all kinds of people to you. And people just love to be around you. But if you don't use that to, to, to the good, if you just kind of hide that, if you just kind of sit back there and either say, oh, people don't like me. It's just like my Papa Calloway, my Papa's arm. It's tied down. It's sat on. It's buried and you're going to lose it. The opportunities that we have in many cases to, to expand our capacity. You see, what happened with, the, with, with, with those, two, uh, those two workers in the field, when he was given five talents and he made them ten, what he did is he increased his capacity to handle more. And every time you use your gift, every time that you practice, it's the same way as those champions in the, in, in the Olympics. When they hit that gold medal, they step up there. One of the great, one of the great swimmers that got all the gold medals for, for many years, he, he didn't start out that way. He didn't start out his very first Olympics. He, his very first Olympics was just, uh, I'm not even sure he medaled at all, but then he, he got it and started getting silver, and then he got maybe a gold or two golds, and then before long, he's getting all the golds in every single race he races in. Why? Because he increased his capacity he got up early in the morning before anybody else was up and jumped in the pool. You might want to increase. You might say, I have the gifting of teaching. And it took you forever 
to get a lesson together. Maybe you have a gifting to write and it took you, it takes you 10, 15 years to write one book, but then all of a sudden you write that one book and it comes together and then you start writing some more and you start writing some more. Or maybe speaking, maybe compassion, hospitality. What is the gifting that God has put in your heart? Is it communicating a vision? Your first steps in doing that, it sounds all convoluted and, and it, people are looking at them like, you're not making any sense. And you go back to the drawing board. You look at how you communicate. You go and put that down together. You see what happens when we work on our gifts, when we work on the talents that God has given us. It's the same as the, the parable of the talents that put, he said he put that to use and he made his five into ten. There's a capacity that begins to expand and God says, you know what, I can, I can, I can lean on you. The father, the landowner, comes in and goes like, man, if you made, if you made 510, what could you do with 20? What could you do with 50? Your capacity begins to increase. Or you can make the decision saying, oh, I don't have anything. I don't do anything. I don't. And you lose it all. And you said, see, I told you I didn't have anything, but you did. You did have it. Just like Joseph had it. Joseph could have said, you know, I had this greatness. The, his dream said the stars were going to bow down to him. The, 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 the moon and the sun were going to bow down to him. And here I'm sitting in a pit. Here I'm sitting in a, in a prison because I was, I was faithful to my purity and I get, I get accused of, of raping someone. Are you kidding me? And now I'm in a prison for the rest of my life. And yet he allowed his gifting and kept working on his gifting. You see, because in that palace that he came, he came in as a slave, but he was elevated to the captain of the house. He went into the prison and he was elevated to the captain of the prison. And at one moment in time, he had the choice to make to incorporate the final component that keeps you in the position of favor. And that was simply this is that he kept humble. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a time where all of us are gonna struggle with humility, especially when you operate as a child of God and God begins to favor you because you are gonna be like cream. You're gonna to rise to the top. Just like Joseph in his family. His family throws him in a pit and he raises in the palace. He goes into the palace as a slave and he raises up into the captain of the house. And he goes into the prison and he raises up to the captain of the prison. And then he finally comes into a place of the rulership in the, in the entire nation of Egypt and he becomes the second most powerful person in all the land and the dynasty of Egypt at that moment of time ruled the entire known world. They were most powerful. He was the second most powerful person in the entire known world at that point. Now that is enough to say, oh, I'm pretty good. It's enough to sit back and go, I've got what it takes. I still got it. And yet this is what, this is exactly what Joseph said 
when the king started having dreams, when Pharaoh started having dreams, and he was having dreams about the, 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 the entire story about the famine that was coming, and he didn't understand what the dreams were, that the, fat cow, the, the, the thin cows were eating the fat cows, and the, the, the puny stalks of corn were, feeding, were eating the vibrant stalks of corn, the ones that didn't have any kind of fruit to them, any kind of meat to them, it was devouring them. And they came and one of, the, one of the servants in the palace of Pharaoh remembered Joseph in the prison. And he says, I've got a man that will tell you the meaning of your dream. When they came to Joseph, here he is now the captain and he's every single time he's thrown into the sewer, he comes smelling like a rose. And this is what he says. He simply says this, is God will have to tell Pharaoh what God wants to know. In other words, he stayed humble and he only realized this one thing. His favor in the position of favor is simply to be a servant of the King of Kings. Why does God favor you? Simply to put you in a place of influence that you can point it right back to God. Simply to put you in a place of, of influence and leadership. Simply to be able to protect the house of God. The people of God. Have you ever thought that maybe the reason you're in your job, you're in the, you're in the family you're in, is simply to have that favor so that you could look and say, God must reveal this to them. And if He uses me to reveal it, so be it. But it's still from God. Your giftings, your talents, your charisma... Your purity, all of that, is all conditioned on one thing, is that you place yourself in submission to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember, it's not fa we have received favor, period. We have received favor from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is the only kind of favor that we can get. Man might favor you because of your ideas, your family might favor you because of the resource that you bring in. The community might favor you because of the ways that you see things. But the reality comes to this, is the resource that you bring in, the ideas that you have, and the way that you do things is all from the King of Kings. And we cannot, we can never lay that aside and take on the credit for the favor. He's given you capacity, He's given, he's given you the place of purity and the boundaries to walk in. And we have to be able to walk in the humility. Oh, can I just tell you, God wants to favor you so much. And you might be sitting back there saying this, Jay, you don't understand. I, have not, I don't have purity in my life. I have I've done absolutely nothing with the gifts and the talents. In fact, today was a revelation that I don't even have gifts or talents. I've been told I'm stupid. I, I have, I'm a do-nothing, know-nothing, uh, worst piece of, you know, a waste of uh, flesh on the planet. I've been told all my life that I, I can't do anything, accomplish anything. But what you're just really saying to me is that God's put something in me that can make a difference. I'm saying yes. You just got to just, you just got to get yourself under the position. You got to get yourself in the position of an open heaven. And that is get yourself back into the pure, a pure lifestyle. 
Get yourself back into the place that you're going to work on these gifts. You're going to work on those dreams. You're going to hone them and fine-tune them. And you're going to get up early in the morning and say, God, show me exactly what you want me to do. Get into His Word. Get into the areas that give you passion, that wake you up in the morning and keep you up at night. Get into those areas and learn the most you possibly can. Learn the technology of the day. Learn the way to communicate. Learn what it means to step into a room and make a difference. Learn those things because then it will increase your capacity but the most important thing that I can tell you is this learn to stay humble and just simply as a servant of the most high God as a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the way you do that is simply submit your life you might be sitting back there saying Jay I haven't done that well now's your chance wherever you're at you're in one of our hubs you're at one of the you're, you're at you, wherever you might be in, in by yourself wherever you might you might be just listening to this at an off time that you're, re- re- you're listening to the reposting of this. I want to give you the strength right now. And I want to give you the, the, the authority right now. And it's only found, the strength and the authority is only found in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. I want you to just type in that word, that there, I want to be a, ch- a favored champion favored champion today and when you put when you type that we're going to know that you are uh you're, you're wanting that special relationship that is only found through jesus christ so pray this with me would you say lord jesus thank you for you are the king of kings you are the lord of lords and today i commit my life i confess that you are the son of god i believe that god raised you from the dead And today, I will walk in your favor. I will position myself to receive the favor of the King of Kings. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that God has favored you, that you have become a child of God today. And we want to walk with you and talk with you. We want to give you the, the, just what, whatever you need to walk with that and walk arm in arm. Vicki and I are praying for you and we're believing for you. And today, as we go forward, I want to just bless you. I want to just, at that, this first moment in time as you've walked in, but I want to bless everyone. And so I just invite everyone to just stretch your hand toward, toward me. And let me just bless you today. Today, oh Lord, I bless you. I bless you now in your, in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses in, the, in your neighborhood that your children would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you've raised them in the ways that they should go. I bless you now in your finances that you will have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that you are faithful to, to, to follow in biblical stewardship as he has called you. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, and that you would go out and be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. Now go and be a blessing with everyone else. I I praise God for you and we are praying for you. Go and be a blessing and we we look forward to the testimony that God has in your life. Blessings. Have a great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor Podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit 
thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.